0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Imaginal Space Podcast. My name is Katherine Perry and I'm so excited to be sharing space with you today. This episode of the Imaginal Space Podcast was actually recorded before I decided that I officially wanted to create a podcast. So it's not that the information is any different, it just, it actually just doesn't have an intro which is why I am recording it now. I wanted to include it in the podcast family because I found that the stories and the downloads and the insights that I received from the cards are incredibly relevant to later episodes, which will just, they will come after, after this bonus episode. So I hope that you enjoy it as much as I, you know, enjoyed recording it and sharing it with you. And I will see you on the other side. Okay, so today I wanted to talk a little bit about the archetype, the judge. And so let me rewind to the inspiration behind this. Yesterday I was doing a reading for someone and what's interesting about these archetypes is that I know them, but they don't always come through in readings for me. So for example... You can channel and access their power, which is, you know, what we're going to talk about today. But they don't always come through, you know, personally for us all the time. So the judge, in other words, the judge has never come through personally for me But that does not mean that I cannot play around with the energy of the judge or, you know, tap into its power because, no, it's not a part of my narrative. It's not a card. Again, literally, it has never come through for me. But this is one of the one of the reasons that I enjoy doing readings so much was because when I did this reading, I was like, oh, this energy is actually very, very useful And it doesn't matter if it is something that is a part of your narrative or not. It is something that we can all tap into, especially right now. So regardless of whether you are living in America or not, I am sure that you are aware of how the systematic oppression and injustice is being highlighted, especially in America right now. And it's always been here. Certain people are, you know, becoming more and more aware of it right now. But as a Jamaican-American woman, I've always been aware um, of the, sorry, systematic oppression, especially when it comes to African-Americans, black people, et cetera, especially in America. And it's all being really, really felt right now. And I'm not necessarily going to, you know, tackle you know, the entirety of the systematic oppression and injustice that is so pervasive and prevalent in this country. But what I do want to talk about is one of the ways that I think that we can at least handle these conversations better. So I'm not going to go into detail, you know, obviously about what was in a reading for another person, but this message overall from the judge you know without including any details about them or like the other cards that were in it the message was so powerful and this these are the synchronicities that I love so much about these cards because again while this has never come through for me personally I do believe that this is a message that is pertinent to all of us as we continue to have conversations about you know eliminating the injustices that so many of us experience today, you know, because there are, weirdly enough, there are so many conversations on how to have these conversations. And I believe that it is really, really important to learn how to have these conversations in a constructive way. Because When we come at each other or we start pointing fingers or blaming or saying that your way of discussing this is wrong, you know, your way of discussing this is X, Y, Z, and we seem to come from a judgmental place, I truly believe that that does not help us get anything done. However, what does help is, you know, it's not necessarily, so this is actually, this is why it's the perfect archetype. Because the judge, like all of the other archetypes, has a light and a shadow side. You know, when the judge is in its light expression, it's all about discernment, advocacy, you know, taking action from love and compassion. You know, this is the judge coming from very clear, very open, very, very loving space. The shadow expression of the judge, however, is a little bit more critical. And there's nothing wrong with healthy criticism, but I'm talking about criticism coming from a lack of willing to understand both sides, because I truly believe that true change comes from when both sides are able to come together. And I know that that is, you know, far easier said than done. And, you know, there are so many complexities, complexities and nuances involved in this conversation that I don't necessarily. I definitely don't want to oversimplify things, you know, because sometimes while I feel the answer can be very, very simple, um, this is a very complex physical system that we are working with here. Um, But these are just some thoughts that I wanted to share with everybody as they are having these conversations. So the reason why this is the perfect energy for this, the judge, is Because there are a way to have constructive conversations and still come from a place of love. And that is, you know, if there was one key takeaway I wanted you to, you know, I guess take from all of this is that you can have constructive conversations and then you can have, you know, discernment while still coming from a place of love. You know, love does not, as you have probably, you know, seen me say in a bunch of places, Love doesn't look one certain way. It doesn't feel one certain way. It doesn't necessarily mean, you know, being all warm and fuzzy all of the time. You can still channel this energy of the judge and channel this energy of discernment, advocacy, and compassion without it, you know, without coddling people or without, you know, being afraid of stepping on anybody's toes. You know, there is a way to be strong and loving at the same time. And I feel as if, you know the judge is what embodies this. And this is what I told the person yesterday, you know, being a leader of this idea of being strong, advocating for exactly what you believe in and having compassion. So compassion is also important um, because what do judges do, you know, in the most basic sense? I feel they have, you know, the reason that we hire, we put you know, hopefully some trust um, in our judicial system here in America is that we trust these people that are judges to look at both sides and be able to take in both sides of the same coin, the same story, and then make, you know, decisions from love and take action from love from there. I mean, not exactly in, you know, those words that may be a little bit too flowery for our uh, judicial system, but Basically, we trust them to have a neutral outlook. And I feel that this idea of having a neutral outlook and compassion, they go really, really well. You know, they go hand in hand together. And so what I was telling this person yesterday is, you know, now is absolutely the time to harness this power and to channel this archetype, you know, to the fullest extent possible and to really learn about it, because that is what we need right now. And there's a way to be, you know, compassionate and there's a way to be discerning. There's a way to be loving. And then there's also a way to all at the same time, you know, believe it or not, have these conversations and still, you know, educate and create change. Because, you know, think about it. Think about yourself and the last time someone was, you know, Trying to tell you something that was really really important to them you know how much really gets done when the person's like pointing the finger at you and blaming you and telling you you're doing this this, and this wrong you're hateful you're this you're that and like accusing you and then think about you know just think about the way that you would want to be treated you know think about you know if that person came to you and they were you know like i love you really, really care about you. And this is why this is really important for you to know, you know, something along those lines. I don't know. It sounds kind of vague, but I'm trying to keep it that way because all of these conversations, they look really, really different depending on who's talking perspective. And so it's, it's nearly impossible to be specific and capture, you know, all of the potential for all of the different conversations, you know, that is happening right now. But This is just a gentle reminder that, you know, this, see, and this is why, again, I love doing these because the person reflected to me, wow, you know, this is such a nuanced and probably, you know, no coincidence, an incredibly well-balanced archetype because it balances love, discernment, action, Um, In this case, education, compassion, and it takes it all and puts it into one energy. And this is the energy that I do believe that we need to be channeling right now as we continue to do whatever it is that we're doing. You know, some of us, um, the first step is just having those harder conversations. And then some of us, you know, like myself, we're, we're protesting you know, we enjoy being on the front lines and, you know, the roles change um, quite a bit. So it just depends on what you're doing. But I feel like the energy of the judge can be channeled into whatever you're doing. And by the way, this is not just about current events right now. I think that's the easiest example, because what's so interesting about this point in history is that we're all really, really being brought together, at least with, you know, quarantine and the virus, we were all being brought together on a global scale in a way that hasn't happened in a little bit and, you know, in a minute. Um, And now, again, this, uh, this is something that has impacted people on a global scale. So we're all uniting in this way on a global scale. So that's why this is such a powerful and pertinent and relevant example. But this is not just, you know, for this. This is, you can, again, the beauty of these archetypes is that you can channel them whenever you want. You know, they are your guides. They are your medicine. They are your teachers. They are your co-creators. They are available to you whenever it is that you want to access them. So I mean, this is a really, really good example for just harder conversations to have, you know, on, you know, uh, this is actually a good example for me, you know, in my life, you know, I really, really hated, probably still don't, I mean, confrontation is not something that I love doing, you know, some people are more than okay with it. For me, I save it only for when it is necessary, but even my confrontational side is, Kind of, you know, uh, a little bit like softer, gentler. And so for me, learning that you can be soft and gentle, but also, you know, discerning and, you know, kind of firm in, you know, communicating whatever it is that you can communicate, you know, that's huge. And I feel as if it's huge because a lot of people think that you can only have one or the other, you know, you can only have you know, either being super, super strong and, you know, overpowering somebody else, or you can be on the other side and completely giving up all of your power. And so what I wanted to communicate to you today is that there is a way to, you know, absolutely hold your power in a very gentle yet strong way. And that's what I feel like this energy is. And this is something that's, you know, very, very important because I truly believe that we change people. With True change happens within the heart first and then, you know, your heart changes your mind. And that's what creates true lasting change. Because I feel if you go, if you try and go the other way and you try and change minds first, that almost doesn't create the sustainable change that we're looking for. You know, if you just try and like, convince someone of something and try and change their minds briefly. It's kind of like maybe their mind might be a little bit shifted in that moment depending on what you're telling them. But if they're if they haven't changed at the core and at the heart, you know, maybe their words to you might be different, but their actions won't be. you know, come on, we've all heard actions speak louder than words. Um, but, it's kind of, I feel like when we try and change people's minds first, it's almost it's almost as if the person's only half-baked. You know what I mean? So you, sure, you might have changed their minds in that moment so they think about one dimension of one issue differently. But then when push comes to shove, their natural instinct is going to be revert to what they believe at their core. So that's why I do believe that we need to change people at their core. And the heart... I mean, I don't want to get like all mushy, but it's something that we all we need to all take care of, you know, one another's hearts. And one of the ways and I feel especially now when, you know, we seem so divided and so separated, it's kind of like we don't think that anybody is really looking out for us individually, because I mean, Of course, everybody is so focused on creating change at, you know, on such a large scale, you know, creating change for the whole, you know, we're not really necessarily focused on our individual needs, but again, this is where the judge comes in. You know, the judge, channeling the judge allows you to look at both sides simultaneously And no matter which side that you fall on, you know, both sides are worried and both sides are scared and fearful that they are going to lose their power in some way, shape or form. And whether that's losing even more or the little that they already felt they had. That's where, you know, the power of the judge really, really helps, you know, us to understand that, you know, no matter what side of the fence you fall on, that's what people are really, really worried about. And so it can seem like in this time of separation, you know, depending on, I guess, which side you're on, or maybe you're just on a different planet altogether, that nobody is really, that nobody's looking out for you and that you're just somehow going to get left behind depending on you know the outcome of all of these protests conversations et cetera, and nobody wants that you know again no matter what it is that you believe in and again this is one of the foundations you know for this space is to emphasize that no matter what it is that you believe in no matter what it is that you do you know we are all equal we all came from love in the first place and whether that love has been awakened within you or not, um, or whether you're aware of aware of it or not is a different story. But that does not change, you know, this particular truth of love and equality, that we all come from love and equality. And so at the end of the day, you know, what we need to be able to do is like from wherever we are, from wherever, you know, perspective, Um, whatever perspective we hold, we need to be able to look on the other side because we're all entitled to our own opinions. Like this is not some sort of, you know, kumbaya fest where, you know, we just give up, you know, everything that we believe in. That is absolutely not true. You know, I, as a human being, I'm personally invested in this because I am a black woman. You know, that's just, you know, I'm personally invested in, you know, certain outcomes, you know, that would be crazy for me to try and pretend that, oh, you know, you know, either way is, you know, totally fine. No, it's not. You know, that's just like not how this works. Um, But what I do think is important in changing the hearts of people is being able to look on the other side and say, you know what, I see myself in you, I care about you, and I promise that me being on the other side of this is not necessarily me being against you. You know, there's a way for me to look out for me and look out for you at the same time. Do you see what I'm saying here? So, you know, I'm entitled to believe what it is, you know, that I believe. I mean, I believe in civil rights. I believe in human rights. I believe in equality. You know, I think that's blatantly obvious by now, but I do think it is equally important to, you know, look at all of these people that, you know, even the ones that, you know, despise, or I don't know, just do not like me for, you know, or think I'm less than for, you know, just the way that I just so happen to look, you know, to look at them and say, you know, me, you know, fighting for my equality is not necessarily me trying to put you at a disadvantage. You know, I can look out for myself and still, you know, also want to look out for you. And I don't know if people believe that that, you know, doing both at the same time is possible, because and this has a lot to do with the way that we view duality that, you know, if one side of this wins, then the other side loses. And I don't know if people understand that there is a way that we can all win collectively together. But that might be, you know, something separate. But that's just what I wanted you know, people to keep in mind as they continue to have these conversations. And I'm so proud of us, you know, because I feel like in the past movements like this have either been considered, you know, trendy, which is horrible because human rights is not a trend. Equality is not a trend. That's a lifetime thing. Um, that is a lifetime, you know, the truth of love and equality. That's a lifetime thing that I firmly believe in. This is not, you know, something that should, I guess, just die away quickly. Um but I, I am proud of us because I feel as if, you know, sometimes, especially with sof- social media, we can just we have such a short attention span, um, especially when it comes to issues like this. And it seems that, you know, things it is far more sustainable um, than I predicted. And I am, you know, definitely I'm happily surprised about that. Um, so that's why I wanted to post this now, because as you continue to have these, you know, having patience, compassion, and understanding are all expressions. They are all qualities of the judge that we can all channel right now. And again, this does not, the archetypes are so powerful because you can channel any one that you want regardless of whether it is in your core, you know, imaginal archetypal narrative or not, you can channel whatever it is that you want. You can ask for the guidance of any archetype that you want um no matter where or when you are. You know, sometimes I what am I talking about? Not sometimes, all the time. You know, I'm like, "Okay, which one should I, you know, allow to come through today? Which one You know, should I focus on today? You know, what's going to be important for this? And what it also does is it kind of takes you outside of your comfort zone in that way. It takes you um, not necessarily in a super cliche way, but it does take you outside of, you know, what you normally embody or what you normally express. Or it gets you thinking about, you know, the different ways that you were able to express love. And, you know, creation within yourself, it gets you thinking about, you know, your very, very nuanced, personal, complex relationship with creation and how, you know, that can change, you know, because, again, we all have our core narratives, but this enhances even my understanding of my core narrative. And it's this very infinite, you know, intricate web. Um, We all are a part of the web and we all have our own unique webs, which is also very interesting. But... What we need to be doing right now, again, I'm going to throw another, you know, cliche metaphor saying at you, we need to be building bridges instead of walls. And judgment, judgment builds walls, you know, judging one another, especially for, you know, judging one another for, you know, whatever our perceptions are during this time, however it is that we are handling ourselves, however it is that, you know, we are taking part. That helps no one. You know, we all have our individual roles. We all have, you know, exactly what it is, you know, that we want to be doing at any given moment. You know, some people, you know, genuinely do not feel comfortable, you know, at riots or not riots. What am I saying? Um, protests, you know, hope. I mean, you know, hopefully they can stay as peaceful as possible Um, But yeah, some people do not feel comfortable going to protests at all. Um, And that's perfectly fine. You know, that might be my way. And, you know, speaking on it is another one of my ways. And some people have just everybody has just a different way and everybody's way. You know, as long as the intention is there, everybody's way is equal. It doesn't matter what it looks like, what it sounds like. If the intention of love is there. That's really what matters and that's what's going to help to change hearts, change minds is, you know, spreading the intention of our love, you know, no matter what vessel that just so happens to, you know, come through. And again, it does not mean that, you know, what I love about the judge is that it really emphasizes, you know, this idea of discernment, you know, and I feel as if, you know, I know I feel judgment kind of has a negative connotation or people use it, you know, as if, because again, words I do believe are inherently neutral, but the way that some people use judgment, it's as if it does have this negative connotation, negative charge or polarity to it. And that's not necessarily true, but, you know... Unless you say, you know, I'm actively judging this person. You know, I I wouldn't. That's not very cool. But what I do love the word discernment, because discernment kind of it has this flavor of that gentle strength that I was talking about a little bit earlier. And I feel as if the energy of the judge helps us to discern, you know, what is genuinely, you know, safe for people, you know, what transforms this world into a safe place so that, you know, I can, you know, walk around here feeling safe and protected. You know, because that's I mean, that's one of the things that, you know, I mean, I guess I I can't speak for everybody. You know, that's one of the things I would love. You know, I would love to, you know, walk around I mean, you know, coronavirus aside, because that's just something totally separate. But on, you know, I guess any given what you would say is like a standard normal day, you know, I would love to be able to walk around and feel, you know, as safe as my peers, whatever threshold that is, I would like to feel, you know, as safe as my peers. So, you know, I feel as if using this energy of the judge to, you know, truly, you know, have a neutral outlook and, you know, use that discernment to, you know, say, oh, well, you know, this is what would be safe for, you know, everybody, you know, uh, within the collective, you know, universal family within humanity. This is what makes us safe. And using, and, you know, truth, the concept of truth is very um, subjective, you know, on this website, I talk about a truth, which is, you know, the truth of like love and equality. That's what I believe in. I, it's, it's very, very clear to me that, you know, not everybody believes in that necessarily. So, you know, I'm not here to impose that on you, but the other interesting thing is that, you know, what I call the truth of love and equality, um, is, The same as, you know, if you're listening to this, it's probably the same as yours, even though you might just describe it a little bit differently. But I feel as if, you know, again, think about, again, in America, because I only know, you know, a little bit about our systems here in America. And I'm not, you know, well adverse on, you know, what it's like in other countries and, you know, in international law and policy um, but why do we put, you know, laws and judges in place? You know, we use them and that concept to uphold, you know, the, I guess what you could call is the truth of the, you know, that country, if that makes sense. So, you know, here in America, we have, you know, the the constitution and we have, you know, basically we put all of these laws and judges and systems in place to uphold the constitution. So, if you take that, that example and translate it into the archetypal perspective, what I'm receiving now for the judge is channeling the energy of the judge is, you know, using the judge to uphold whatever truth of love is inside of you, no matter how that looks. So again, you know, it's the way that you would describe it is different for everybody. And I think that, you know, that diversity, should be celebrated. You know, there's nothing wrong if um, you describe it differently. But I'm just going to say the truth of love and equality just for the sake of simplicity. But so for me, from my perspective, you know, the judge, if you had the judge as a part of your core archetypal narrative, your kind of role on this planet, at least a part of it, because again, the archetypal narrative is four cards. So this is only one. Um, but one of your roles on this planet would be to uphold the truth of love and equality. Oh my gosh, it makes me you know so excited to say because that is something that we absolutely need right now. And again, you can put this into your own words, but so keep in mind that if you're channeling the judge, what you're doing is, you know, you're channeling it into situations where basically you're saying, no matter no matter what my mission here is to uphold the truth of love and equality and so it it's it, it's it's interesting because it is personal and simultaneously impersonal at the same time you know so it's kind of and i feel that i mean this is not this is not for everybody you know this you know and by the way i'm saying you know totally Like this, that download just came through and I didn't even get to say it to the person yesterday. I might just, you know, tell them, you know, what I got just now. But maybe this was just it didn't come through yesterday because this was meant to come through today for everybody Um, that, you know, for some people, it's, you know, definitely what they need to be doing all the time. But um, because we can only we can kind of only tap into I mean, all of the archetypes are there simultaneously, but our minds can only focus on maybe a couple or like a, do you know what I mean? Only on only like a couple at once, but yeah, think about it that way. You know, in any situation where you are thinking, wow, or maybe you're not just yet, you're not just thinking, oh, wow, I could channel the judge right now Um, in any situation where it seems as if you know there could be a little bit of you know strong yet gentle you know discerning you know love and compassion you know where those qualities are needed just think it like just or just even imagine imagine if the goal in any conversation was what could I do to uphold the truth of love and equality in this situation and Not necessarily make it about me and my personal interests only. What if I made it about, you know, upholding the truth of love and equality? And also, you know, what does that mean? Because I think that sounds, you know, very kind of idealistic and very intangible. So let me ground that in for a little bit. Um, What that could mean is, for example, just remembering who we are. And remembering, you know, so just on the most basic level, remembering that, you know, I am you, you are me, we are all connected, you know, in that way, I think we can get really lost in the sauce, so to speak, that, you know, this is what we need to do, this is what needs to get done, this is what I need, this is what you need to do, you know, you need to be quiet, you need to be talking more, you need to be doing XYZ, I need to be doing ABC, like, you know, boom, boom, boom. And I think that, you know, all of those things are great, you know, depending on what they are. Um, And, you know, taking action is great and doing all of these wonderful things are great. But I think, you know, not necessarily checking in, but maybe a little bit like checking in and just grounding every, you know, so often in this energy of wait, what am I doing this for? Oh, yes, upholding the truth of love and equality on this planet. And it doesn't, again, it doesn't have to look like that, but I think that's also just another good point too. You know, when you are having these conversations, when you are at protests, you know, whenever, wh- what whatever it is that you just so happen to be doing, always remember exactly why. You know, stay rooted in love, stay rooted in exactly, you know, What is the overall picture of what you are doing? And I find that that, I mean, at least for me, that, you know, sense of groundedness keeps me fueled, you know, because I think that, you know, maybe for anything like me um, or possibly anybody else on this planet, you can get so wrapped up in your head sometimes. And, you know, it, it, it gets it's like a maze up there. You know what I mean? You know, you. You can get so lost in you know what's going on, and sometimes you just need to come back down to earth and or just come back to the core of you know why it is that you're doing what you're doing. And I do believe that you will find that you are able to be you know because again, also these conversations can get exhausting, Um, having you know the same ones over and over and over again, depending on who you are and you know. You know, especially for all of those educators out there, that can be exhausting. So you definitely need to take care of yourself. But I find that when you ground in why it is that you're doing what you're doing and you know, what it is that you are really advocating for, that take everything just takes care of itself, you know? So even when I'm a little tired or, you know, I feel like my head is like being pulled in. 1,000 million directions, and this really, this happens a lot, you know, not just talking about this, but just even in general, you know, this happened a lot when I first started, you know, I don't know, channeling, I don't know what you would call this, um, I, I don't really love labels, you know, too much, um, because like, to me, labels just invite other people to, you know, put, you know, whatever it is that they believe, you know, onto you, and I mean... I'm just, I'm not up for that. So, um, but yeah, especially when I started, you know, paying attention to the downloads I was receiving and I got so, and I was getting like, sometimes I get a lot of information, just a lot of information all at once. And it gets very easy to get lost. And, I'm, um, you know, sometimes I'm like, where do I use this? Where do I use that? Where does that go? And sometimes I just need to grab myself and wait, what are we doing this for? You know, why are we doing this? And then boom uphold the truth of love and equality and everything just kind of falls into place. Um, So that's just like a personal example of, you know, where this can be used. But yeah, right now, I think that it is incredibly useful to just think of ourselves in that way. You know, no matter where we are, who we're talking to, you know, no matter what side you might fall on, this is for everyone. You know, this is for everyone again, no matter what it is that you believe in, because if both sides or I say both as if there's only two, when really there's billions of sides, it just makes it a little bit easier to explain because there are billions of different perspectives out there. And even though we think that there's like one or two side, well not one, because then we would all, you know, agree. Um, But even when we think there are only like two or even like six or 19 sides, there's really like billions of them. Um, But if we can all do this, if we can all just focus on this one thing, which is, you know, grounding in this, I want to uphold the truth of what? I say love and equality, you can call it whatever you like, but using that to be your, your focal point, your anchor and then act from there and use that to just check yourself, you know, and not in like a sassy way, just, you know, use it to honestly just uh, check yourself and just, you know, check back on, oh, wait a minute, why am I doing this? Why am I saying this? Um, Because that keeps us all focused. And that keeps us focused on what is really, really important because, you know, for some, and it, it really does depend on what it is, you know, again, not just focusing on whatever is happening right now, um, but it, it really depends on what it is. But sometimes, you know, what needs to be done in order to uphold the truth of XYZ, love and equality, is not necessarily in your personal, you know, best interest sometimes you know um what's like a less you know heavy example you know if you're um just in like a a conversation with somebody it's getting kind of heated it doesn't need to be about anything you know as heavy or serious as this um and let's say your personal interest is you know you want to be seen you want to be heard and you want this person to you know just acknowledge that you're right or something like that I don't know you know, because we're as humans, we're often so fixated on like right versus wrong and like being right or, you know, the other person's wrong or something like that. Actually. So, yeah, that's a really good example because I feel like that, you know, that comes up, you know, for everybody at some point. So, yeah, if you were in a conversation where you were just so, you know, invested and fixated on, you know, being correct, but then you're like, oh, wait a minute. I can channel the energy of the judge here, you know, what's really important, upholding the truth of love and equality. And so sometimes you being right or the other person being wrong is not, you know, necessarily aligned with, you know, upholding the truth of love and equality, because truly, if we are interested in upholding the truth of love and equality, we're not focused on, you know, I'm right and you're wrong or you're wrong and I'm right. I think I just said the same thing twice. So I'm right and you're wrong or, you know, I'm wrong and you're right. That would be that would be the true opposite. Um, That's not to me. Focusing on who is right and who is wrong is not, you know, the way I was going to say never. But I I mean, truth is so subjective that I stray away from using always or never. Um, But rarely is saying I'm right and you're wrong and trying to polarize and like categorize people in that way. Rarely is that ever in the interest of upholding truth of love and equality, because for me, one of the parts of upholding the truth of love and equality is that all perspectives are equal. All perspectives ultimately do come from love, whether that's the love waiting to be awakened in that person or it is a different way to love or a different way to hold space than you, you know, previously thought you could before. Like, I could go on about that forever. Um, but instead of what would be upholding, you know, the truth of love and equality is coming from a place of compassion and understanding instead of trying to, you know, basically force whatever it is that you think the truth is on somebody else. So, for example. You know, I have my own ideas, you know, clearly about what this world is and, you know, the truth of love and that we all come from love. For me, interestingly enough, you know, upholding the truth of love and equality would be accepting that not everybody thinks about it that way. You know, to a lot of people, This is all just a bunch of mumbo jumbo and they want nothing to do with it. And so for me, you know, upholding the truth of love and equality would not be trying to force that truth down somebody else, somebody else's throat. It would be listening and understanding that within my truth or within, you know, whatever it is that I believe about this world, you know, having compassion and understanding and patience for someone that thinks about this world totally differently than I do is very, very important. So that's a little bit, you know, I guess, super general. I don't know if that is the correct word for that. Um, But that's the that's the kind of thing that I'm talking about, you know, you know, considering. So even for me, you know, I believe in what I believe in, but not everybody needs to believe in that. And if I, and so the true testament or like the test of that is, you know, if I truly believe that every perspective is truly made of love in some way, then I will have no problem when somebody else does not believe in any of this at all. And I truly don't, you know, for me, I see it as, you know, this is the way that they want to live in all ways of, you know, however you want to interact with the energy of the world around you, they are all equal. You know, mine isn't more right than anybody else's. This is just how I want to conduct myself, you know, and that was huge for me was learning, you know, none of these perspectives, none of these ways of living are right or wrong. You know, there's only, you know, what is in alignment for you, And how it is that you want to live, you know. So just think about that the next time, you know, you have a perspective that is radically different from somebody else's because, you know, they're meant to do what they're meant to do. They live how they want to live until they don't anymore, you know, because I wasn't always like this. You know, I had to, you know, really go through it and like take some inventory and say, is this really the way that you want to live anymore? And then, When I was like, no, that's when things changed. And so that's like another point, you know, again, change hearts and then minds. Uh, Sustainable change comes from the heart first. And again, you know, that's why it's really important to have compassion, hold space, you know, for people's hearts during this process, because that's where true change comes from, you know. And so people change when they want to. And unfortunately, That is where true, I mean, fortunately, unfortunately, because you can't force change on people, but that, you know, I just, I feel, I mean, yes, people change when they want to, but also there is a way, do you know what, sorry, I just, I got something else. You know, think of it this way, think of it, you know, as you're having these conversations you know, instead of thinking of it as, you know, telling this person what they should or should not believe, you know, think of it as showing them just a different way of, you know, living and loving, or I was going to say, but that's like not a real sentence. Um, Think of it uh, as showing them a different way of living and a different way of loving the people around them. You know, I'm not sure how that will come into play, but um, I do have a feeling that that is very, very important. So, Um, what's a good example. So in, okay. So a little bit about me, right. I have a, a lot of, uh, white Caucasian friends, you know, because I grew up in a very, very small town in a very homogenous town, you know, uh, it is, I, I, it's probably 98% white. Right. And so just naturally while I'm at home, all of my friends are white. Okay, and uh, they're all wonderful. Just they are all like so sweet, loving people. You know, none of them would do anything intentionally um, racist or harmful or anything like that. Um, but you know, as we're learning, I, I don't know who said this, and I don't know if it's like coined or anything. Racism—racism um, racism is racism, but racism is also on a spectrum and you know what's what i do not advise people do you know if i were ever to say anything is you know calling somebody racist and saying you're racist you're you're this you're that you know that's not the energy of the judge that's not the energy of you know compassion you know strong gentle you know discernment um but i think that a way that we could accomplish that is by saying you know so for me for example you know Do I believe that my friends are racist? (laughs) No, 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 no. Um, They're so sweet and they're so wonderful. Um, Some of the things, however, that there are some things that they could definitely be more aware of and more educated on. And so the way that I would approach that is, you know, saying, hey, you know, I know your heart. I know, you know, and so maybe this only works with, you know, friends or for people I mean, it doesn't only work with friends. It just, it depends on, you know, who you're comfortable with communicating with in this way. But I could tell them, you know, hey, you know, I know your heart. I know your intentions. I know that you, you're so loving and that you have so much to give. Um, here's how you could give and love, you know, people more. Does that make sense? So um, one of my friends and I, actually, we were having a great... um a great conversation about black hair, which I know seems incredibly, you know, trivial, but it, 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 it started at, you know, hair because, you know, again, like my hair, um, they, none of them have many black friends. So I'm the only one, I guess there to, you know, tell them about, you know, the journeys and the, you know, trials and tribulations of black hair. Right. So it started out that way and, you know, we were just having, it was honestly a great conversation because we went, you know, a lot deeper into why it is, you know, that some women style their hair the way that they do. And, you know, all of the issues that, you know, are triggered, you know, depending on, you know, who is using or wearing historically, you know, black hairstyles, et cetera. And, you know, during that conversation, It wasn't in these exact words because I didn't just get that download until now, but it's the same sentiment of, I was basically saying here is just, you know, what you can understand so that way you can, you know, love and support people better by understanding, you know, these messages. Because again, it started at hair, but it went a lot deeper into, you know, why, you know for example, my hair is relaxed. It's, you know, chemically straightened. So we talked a lot about that because it wasn't always this way. Um, And we were talking about that and, you know, why it is, you know, the many, many multidimensional reasons why, you know, my hair is straight. And so, you know, having that conversation, you know, she didn't know any of that because, you know, some, it's interesting. She's so wonderful. So sweet. I love her so much. She's like the sweetest soul on this planet. And we didn't really connect, you know, until recently and me sharing that with her, you know, I was basically saying, you know, so basically this, knowing this information now, this is how you can love and support, you know, people of color better. And also actually, you know, love and support, you know, people just everybody by sending or just like spreading this understanding you know so I feel like that's a great example of how just having these conversations and not saying you're ignorant you how do you not know this already like how do you not know you know the history of xyz but just having the patience you know to if you want to because I mean it's not for everybody But in that moment, you know, having the patience and like, I was so happy to talk about her with it. I was so happy that, you know, she was curious, you know, she was so open-minded, her heart was open, you know, she was so curious about it. And so that's what made it ultimately so wonderful. But, you know, we, as we were talking about that, you know, now, you know, whether she's aware of it or not, because I feel as if, you know, when conversations like this truly penetrate the heart you know, you don't have to be consciously thinking of them, you know, it just, it shifts the way that you interact with people. But now that she has this understanding and a little bit of history, you know, as to, you know, the, a little bit, just a different lens on the inequality of, you know, the different experiences of, you know, people of color, um, and people who are not, who are people who are white. Um, she, is now able to, you know, carry that understanding with her in her heart. And then, you know, that just changes, you know, how she's actively able to support and love different people by spreading that understanding instead of, you know, spreading ignorance. So hopefully that, you know, example made sense. But it it was just one of those conversations where I could tell that her heart changed and it wasn't just her mind you know, again, she was always, she's always been like the sweetest soul ever. I love her so much, but, you know, even the sweetest people in this world, you know, they always have, we all have more opportunities to grow from a place of love, you know? And so when we do, it's like, I could just, I could feel it, you know, she, you know, and we talked for a long time, you know, we sat in my driveway for like seven hours. I I mean, I guess if it weren't quarantine, I would have just invited you know, her into my house instead of just sitting outside. Um, but yeah, she sat with me for so long and we just, you know, talked about, you know, all of that. And when you can have, and again, so, you know, when you can have these conversations from, you know, a loving, and this is not, you know, nurturing isn't for everybody, but just from a, compa- let's just say compassionate, because I feel you know, patience and compassion that is for everybody, you know, that can be accessed by everybody, you know, no matter how you feel about it. And it's very, very important to do. But, um, and also when you can have those conversations and not lose touch with why, you know, why are you doing this? You know, for me in that moment, I was like, I want to tell her about this. I want to tell her about my specific story because all I can do is speak to my own experiences Um, At the end of the day, but I was like, I want to, you know, share this with her. So that way, when she, you know, either sees some sort of microaggression or she's there, she, you know, knows, you know, to like stand up for that person or, you know, to express, like, you know, this is not basically, you know, all of these injustices, you know, these are not ways that we like, what they, what they are highlighting, weirdly enough, so this is where, again, you know, everything comes from love, comes in. These injustices are not loving acts, but they do highlight where we can love one another better. Does that make sense? So, you know, inflicting, you know, pain and, you know, ideas of inequality on one another, you know, that inherently, I mean, it is it is only made of love only because it highlights, you know, where the opportunities are, you know, for us to love one another better um, and to care for one another better. You know, so as long as there is oppression, there is injustice and there is inequality, those are all opportunities for us to step up and to show up for one another and to love one another better. And so that's, You know, what I feel that the energy of the judge is all about, you know, staying rooted in, you know, what am I upholding? I'm upholding, you know, the truth of X, Y, and Z. So for me, again, the truth of love and equality, and also, you know, this question of how can we love one another better? How can we show love to one another better? And so whenever I'm, you know, channeling this archetype and I'm looking at different situations, I'm always noticing how can I love this person better? And so, you know, having that conversation in the driveway, the way for me to <laughs> the way for me to not love her better would be to say, how could you not know this already? You know, this is so simple, you know, and that's that literally never came to mind because unless it's something sometimes that unless you experience it yourself, you just don't know. You know, you don't know all the complexities, all of the nuances to, you know, that kind of story. And I was just genuinely happy to share that moment with her and show her like, hey, you know, you understanding this, this is a way that, you know, you can love me better as a friend. This is a way that you can love your other friends better by showing them and setting an example for them of how they can spread love and equality and they can love other people better. Because at the end of the day, the ways that we love each other, there are infinite ways to do that. And just one of them is, you know, one of the ways that we can love one another better is showing other people how they can also spread love and how, again, tying back to this truth of love and equality, when we love one another, we are basically accessing who we really are, you know, and the truth of love within ourselves. So for me, you know, for or I guess for her, I don't even know anymore um, for me and for her, it's probably both, right? Um, we were accessing the truth of love within ourselves, you know, me by holding space for her and answering her questions and being there, both of us being there with an open mind and an open heart, you know, it's, it's just, it's also fascinating. You know, there's so many ways to love and just one, just one of those ways, you know, is, showing other people how we, they can love other people so they can access the truth of love and equality within themselves. And that, everybody is the energy of the judge. So just think about that. you know, again, key takeaways here, the judge as a way to uphold whatever truth that it is that you believe in, no matter what conversation it you're in, you know, I didn't really talk about neutrality that much. Um, so maybe really quickly, Again, neutrality, actually, it is it's kind of the same as saying, you know, my goal here is to uphold the truth of love and equality, because if that is your goal, that is a very neutral goal, you know, so that is something that, you know, you're saying I'm here to do this no matter what, no matter whether that makes me right or wrong or whatever, because, again, going back to the example I said before for me, upholding the truth of love and equality means that if somebody came to me with a totally different perspective than my own, that would mean that accepting them and holding space for whatever it is that they believe in, that is holding, is upholding the truth of love and equality that, you know, they can have their perspective. I can have mine. It doesn't mean that they're right and I'm wrong or vice versa. It just means that they coexist together. You know, so that's just one example. But, um, yeah. Upholding. There are so many ways to say the word neutral, which is what I'm receiving now, is that you, if neutral doesn't make sense to you, then channeling the energy of the judge, just think of it this way, is upholding and always making, you know, some sort of neutral perspective, the goal, love and equality that doesn't favor me. It doesn't favor you. It just it is what is it. Is, it is what it is on its own. And that's, you know, the energy of the judge is, you know, tapping into whatever neutral perspective that is. And, you know, that's going to translate differently into different languages for different people, you know, so and just making that the core of your mission. And then again, checking yourself, you know, tuning in, checking in to make sure that that is what you are aligned to in every single moment, in every single conversation, in every single interaction. And that's what I believe, you know, brings us, you know, the discernment, you know, advocating for those who need it and, you know, taking action from a space of love and having compassion. That's where it all comes from is when we all tap into, you know, however that neutral perspective translates into our personal languages, into our personal relationships with love, you know what it is. So just contemplate that, you know, what does that neutral perspective look like And then use that as like, I don't want to say your mantra because I feel like that's its own, that's like a whole thing that I'm not quite educated on. So phrase or like a go-to like phrase, you know, that just recenters you in that perspective, in this core perspective of, you know, I'm advocating for this, whether it's I'm advocating for love, I'm advocating for equality, I'm advocating for Source. I mean, I can only tell you what's on my heart. So it's kind of hard for me to come up with uh, some examples. um, But a common one would be, you know, I'm advocating for, you know, this is, you know, or I'm advocating for God in every moment, you know, not advocating for maybe that's the wrong phrase, but I my mission is God, you know, God is my mission, or I feel like that's, you know, a pretty common one. Um, Love is my mission. Source is my mission. And even if you believe in none of those things, again, equality is my mission. Great. You know, it doesn't have to be some sort of mystical perspective in order for it to work. It just needs to be a neutral one, you know, or even I'm aiming my mission is, you know, neutrality or my mission is, you know, non-duality. I don't, you know, whatever it is that you feel connected to. But this would be the time, you know, to connect to whatever it is that you feel that your mission is, and then, you know, of course, making sure that it is, you know, rooted in love in some way, you know, so it truly is, you know, um, best for everybody. But I mean, honestly, creation always takes care of it's, you know, itself and I'm sure, um, you can understand. So yeah, just, you know, think about that as you're navigating the world, you know, especially right now. I think that's why this energy came up right now, because it is just such a powerful example. Um, But just keep that in mind, you know, and remember, this energy is always available to you. This is not just something for now. This is something forever um, that you can always tap into. And then especially if it's part of your narrative. Then, yeah, it's definitely, you know, it's definitely a lifetime thing. So, Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. You know, this card was so beautiful and I, again, I didn't know it on a personal level. I mean, it's not, they're all, again, they're all, you know, personal to everybody, but I'm always discovering new ways of interpreting the cards all the time. And that's why I love readings so much. So I guess that is it for this card for today and that was a lot of fun, and I will talk to you soon, you know, about something else entirely someday, you know, depending on whatever comes up. Okay, I love you guys. Bye.